prepare yourself to be blown away by the seismic sound and scrutiny of... After Shots Podcast with Chris Aiken and Matt Hartnett. Right, here we yeah, go. Already. I wanted to practice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Aftershocks on Aftershockspodcast.com. And joining me and Chris on the podcast today, we've got guitarist and vocalist for one of Death Metal's longest tenured and revered bands, Incantation, who were set to release their 11th studio album called Sect of Vile Divinities, coming out August 21st on Relapse, Mr. John McAtee. John, thanks for coming on with us. How you doing, man? Hell yeah. I'm doing great and great to be here. Hell yeah. Awesome, man. Well, first off, the first question I'm asking everybody these days, obviously, is how you holding up through the whole pandemic uh, stuff we're going through right now? Oh, I'm enjoying it. I I wish the pandemic would last forever, you know? (laughs) 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 Nah, um, Uh, obviously it sucks, you know, but I mean, luckily for us that we finished our album before the pandemic and, um, we kind of knew that we were going to have, um, you know, a little bit of time off from touring and stuff. And we did have a, some stuff canceled, unfortunately, or postponed. But overall, it hasn't, like, affected us uh, in a really bad way. Like, some bands I'm friends with, they were, like, on tour at the time of the pandemic. That would have been terrible to have it stopped, you know, the tour mm-hmm. in the middle of it because of that. So it's been pretty good. I mean, really, I mean, obviously the – pandemic side of it and the people dying from it that kind of sucks but as far as like you know i like being at home uh cause i do i tour so much that I, I get to actually enjoy time at home get some stuff taken care of that you know i don't normally get to do plus you know I, i've been super inspired and really the whole band's been inspired musically too so we've been like writing a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. it just came natural it wasn't like we're like oh cool it's a pandemic let's write you know it was just like right. you know just uh, usually what happens is, I'm sorry, uh, we, we I do an, you know, we'll do an album and then after we do an album, we'll be super inspired to want to write another album right afterwards because every time you hear, you know, when you do an album, you listen to it, you're like, oh man, there's, you know, maybe there's other stuff I could have did or some stuff I could expand upon or something, you know, just there's some kind of like wheels that get turning. And for me, almost every album I do, uh, you know, that I'm a part of usually like the next couple months after it's the final mix, I'm like already writing like three or four songs for the next one. Just, um, it's almost like an answer to the last album. Like each album is like the answer to the last one, you know, like mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're connected in a weird way like that. Sure, man. Well, I mean, speaking of a new album, let's talk about the new record sect of vile divinities. Uh, another, you know, in a long line of brutalic old school death metal, that incantation has been churning out for now over 30 years, which is crazy. I mean, um, you know, <laughs> I know. I, I'm sure you're probably like, man, I didn't think we were going to last this long because it's, I no. mean, 30 plus years, it's crazy. But um, the two singles, you know, I've heard both of those singles, both pure rippers. Uh, I especially really dug uh, Fury's Manifesto, man. That's a great track. Oh, awesome. Thank you. And uh, sure, man. And you guys, you know, you, you're keeping that old school death metal sound, which you just don't hear much of anymore unless it's coming from one of the veteran, you know, bands like yourselves, one of the veteran pioneering bands. Um, so, I mean, how difficult is it to maintain that sound and style over the years without, you know, sort of being 
influenced by some of the younger bands that you tour with that may play a more modern version of death metal compared to the old school approach you guys do? Uh, I, I, I think that one of the main reasons why is I'm just super stubborn about the new music and stuff. I, I have a very, um, I'm very focused on what I want to express with music and stuff. So, and I never let like trends get involved. I mean, I know now we're considered part of that um, golden era of death metal and their late eighties, early nineties and stuff. But um, even then we were kind of like the bastard uh, band of um, death metal back then, because even a lot of those bands were, they were doing, you know, a lot of the Mars sound production or sunlight production. And, you know, we really wanted to do something different in our own way. It was kind of like, you know, a pissed off punk rock attitude of just fuck off. We want to do things our way. And if, you know, mm. you know, want to push things to the limits in our own way. So we've always, we've always been focused on, you know, our, our vision on stuff and not really follow trends. So we kind of like, that's why we've been consistently putting out albums throughout the years uh, regardless of, you know, if death metal is popular or not. I mean, a lot of bands in the late nineties, you know, quit playing uh, death metal and then came back again, like 10 years later or something. And for us, I was like, I don't give a crap if, um, you know, I don't know, symphonic metal or black metal is more popular. It's like, well, you know, I like playing death metal. I'm going to continue doing it. I'm not going to let um, the scene or let anybody stop me from playing the music that I believe in. You know, it's like, I didn't start the band because I was like, oh, let me um, play death metal. I'll get rich and be popular. I didn't do it because of that. <laughs> I did it because I love the music and wanted to express myself with it, you know? I mean, sure. so, yeah. So it's, it was, it's uh, pretty easy to keep the old school uh, death metal vibe when you just have that mindset. Um, you know, it's just, it's like every album that we did, we ever did, except for the first one, because it was our first one, but the, every album that we do, we always look back to where we started and why we do it as a band and why, why I decided to um, do the band in the first place. So, you know, if I, for some reason I ever feel differently than I did when I first started playing uh, death metal and reasons for doing it, then I would just stop if I didn't feel like doing it, but I still have that hunger. I, I just made a good choice early on because and I did have a lot of thinking about it before starting the band. Like, I, you know, I really want to do, I really want to just do it our way and just, you know, screw everybody else. I mean, there was a lot of death metal that was coming out that was uh, really good at that time. But, you know, we want to do it even different than them at that time. You know, mm -hmm. just we wanted to be ourselves. And because we're ourselves, you know, we're able to do it. You know, like I said, 30 years later, so, somehow we're still playing. And we're still putting out stuff that is, um, you know, I mean, we feel really good about and confident about what, what blows our mind is that people actually like it still, you know, we, sure. I mean, we put out our first album. We didn't think anybody would like it, you know, but now 30 years later, people like it in, in, in some crazy way. We're more relevant now than we were then because the scenes kind of turned around and there's a lot of bands that we've actually influenced now that are doing quite well in the scene, which is just, um, mind-boggling in itself you know sure do you do you think that part of the reason that you guys have gained popularity in the last especially like the last 10 years or so is because 
of the trendy death core style that you know is kind of built off the, the kill switch engage and yeah. you guys are the complete antithesis of that which you know you guys are the most yeah. purest form of death metal which in my mind is leading people back to it because you mm-hmm. you don't touch any of the trendiness at all yeah well that was um yeah i mean we always i mean obviously we knew that we're a lot different than a lot of, of the deathcore stuff but when that stuff was popular things weren't so good for us okay. <laughs> as a band i mean we were still putting out in my opinion uh you know the same same quality of death metal but it just the audience wasn't there for it. they people really wanted that uh, metalcore kind of uh, thing or that super technical kind of stuff, you know, which I understand everything has its place in it. And to me, that kind of music is maybe more beginner metal kind of stuff. People get into when they first listen to it. And then after a while, they kind of grow into uh, other styles of uh, death metal. But um, yeah, I think, I think uh, must've been, yeah, I guess about 10 years ago ish or somewhere like that. People started really getting um, fed up with the over um, production aspects of a lot of the um, kind of extreme metals that were coming out then. Because you know it's great, it's it's great and, and uh, admirable to have these super talented musicians and really technical stuff, but they were everything was so computerized, everything was so computer perfect, everything was really fixed up. And I think, I think it was just a, a normal backlash. And I understand as a songwriter and as a person that's been in the studio a lot of times, you want, sometimes you, you know, you want to utilize all the tools you can to make your recording as tight as nails. But at the same time, too many bands were just like stripping any personality out of the music. And it was all starting to become the sound the same because once, if you really look at it, the only thing that makes music really different is the personality that you put into it because it's all just guitars, drums and bass and, and made the vocals are a little different, but it's all basically, you know, just timings and all stuff. So if you can't put, you know, I think people at a certain point just wanted to hear something that was more earthy, I guess, you know, right. and not so uh, overproduced, you know? Right. Do you think that, that the world at large is, movement away from Christianity from the embracement of Christianity has helped a band like yours that has, you know, always had a message, you know, that was kind of anti that. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it really helps. It might actually hurt more because it was actually better when, um, you know, we first started, not that, I mean, things were already going more anti Christian Jane in general, but probably still was at a time when it was considered, um, you know, Christianity was bigger than it is now, we'll say, you know, so it actually was still kind of, um, still kind of pushing the limits now, you know, these, I mean, these days being anti-Christian is, is kind of passe. I mean, so many people are moving away from religion, at least in the, um, you know, first world countries, it's, it's very common, you know, I mean, um, you know, religion has kind of been going downhill for a while. I don't know if it really helps or hurts. I mean, I kind of like the fact of when 
you know, people were more religious and we were offending people more. Now it's like, yeah, we agree with you. It's like, eh, okay, that's, I mean, it's cool you do, but I kind of was, we were going yeah. to offend you, not to be your friend, you know? Right. Sure. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that, do you think, or have you ever considered moving not only with the with the Christianity, but focusing on the other religions? Obviously, Islam right now has had a big, yeah. big rise up. What have you considered doing music that confronts that religion as well? Since in yeah. essence, it is kind of the same, you know. I understand. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I mean, well, I mean, since um, we we were we started dabbling in um, different religions a lot more, starting around Decimate Christendom. And so right. we do. I mean, it's still. I mean, the thing is, is at least when I was writing the lyrics of the band, I had to write from a place that I understood, uh, which is more of a, a Christian kind of upbringing, you know. But mm-hmm. I, um, you know, we started uh, veering more to uh, yeah. Probably anti-Muslim was most. I mean, um, you know, we have stuff really about all religions. I mean, Judaism too. We're not we're not fans of either. But um, there was this, there was one song in Decimate Christendom where we had um, an anti-Muslim song, and um, most of most of the other albums we tried we we tried to be a little more. Um, non-discriminatory against religion hating, you know, mm-hmm. I thought it was better to just, um, you know, say, you know, all religions suck, you know, not just Christianity, just because I happen to know it. But um, on the last three albums, um, Chuck Sherwood, our bass players are writing the lyrics to it. And they definitely had more of a overall, um, you know, religious, um, you know, rel- religion, anti-religious vibe to it or whatever. I mean, on the new album, um, you know, the, what's the, uh, entrails of a hag queen. That one, um, is kind of a, it's not really anti-Muslim song. Well, I guess anti-Buddhism song and not really even anti-Buddhist just kind of tell stories. Like on the newest album, we kind of went more towards telling, telling stories about the barbarity of religion than, um, just saying, you know, religion sucks. Cause I wrote so many, so many lyrics about how much religion sucks. It's like, I get kind of bored hating religion so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. But it well, is check- fun. It, I, to be honest with you, it's fun to uh, tease Christ and make fun of Christ every now and then. Just, I, <laughs> it's just kind of like cheesy, you know? It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I remember when I was a young kid, uh, we started about Paul Lenny. We used to come up with these really cheesy jokes like, um, you know, throwing cookies at Christ or something at the cross, you know, just like fun. Mm-hmm. Or pumping yogurt on a pope, just stupid stuff we used to talk about. And then one other quick thing while we're talking about religion, I might as well bring up that's cheesy was when I played in my former band Revenant, we used to make these little stickers out of, you know, we used to buy sticker paper in the arts and crafts store and we would write on it like these little sayings. And we, one of them was, um, you know, like born again Christians should die again. And we just, we just write it out in letters. We go, we, well, we were driving around we would stop behind a car to have like a Jesus loves you or something sticker. And we would put that sticker over their sticker. Like, <laughs> like uh, Henry, the other guy in Revenant, the main guy, he would sneak out of the car and like post it on there and just, you know, we used to get our kicks out of just being idiots like that. It was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. do it now with all the cameras everywhere, but back oh, then, yeah. all the cameras at every stoplight, you know? <laughs> sure, man. Sure. 
Well, the, the new record, man, it's got you guys back uh, where you first started your career with uh, at Relapse Records. Uh, yeah. It's your first release with them since 2000's The Infernal Storm. So how's it been returning to your original la- you know, original label uh, you know, at Relapse 20 years after you haven't been there? Uh, it, it's been great. I mean, they um, really proved to us since they started doing they started doing re-releases of our older albums back in about 2008 and they've just been doing such a great job on um just keeping us in the loop and just you know it's simple stuff like you, you know just giving us uh you know royalty uh statements and stuff like that mm. just stuff that is nice to see for a record company like doing you know, showing, okay, you know, we sold this, we did this. Even if you don't make money off it, you're just happy to see, okay, there's at least like a paper trail and stuff like that, what's going on. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like there was, when we were we were on uh, listenable records from uh, France for a little while, and we were a little bit unhappy with them. Not in Europe, they were great, but when it came to um, U.S., they just didn't weren't doing a good enough job for us being an, an America band. So um, we, I just where I was talking to relapse about some reissue thing. And I said, I just happened to bring up like, is there any interest at all to like work with us again, you know, for a new album? And it was like, huh? Yeah, of course. You know? And I was like, Oh, I didn't think you guys would. I was like, I thought you guys like hated us so much that (laughs) wouldn't even put it in consideration. So since, since, um, you know, it's been amazing working with relapse again. I mean, there's, um, you know, everyone there is super stoked to uh, work with us and uh, they've been super, open and just straight up about everything nothing i could really complain about you know i mean mm. everything we could really want in a label they're they're doing um it's you know when we first were signed to them both us and the label were small so you know we made we made bad decisions and made you know did stupid things trying to learn and now so later you know 20 years after leaving them we both learned so much about stuff that we're able to have a i guess a more proper relationship i mean it's mm-hmm. difficult to get thrown into the music business uh i was probably 20 21 and 22 years old it's like you know i didn't know nothing you know mm-hmm. so now i have experience and they have experience and now the relationship's perfect awesome that's great man well you know speaking too of of old school death metal i mean death metal today the genre itself really is completely morphed into something completely different where the modern sound, modern sound, it's just it's more melodic, and I, yeah. you know, one of the core elements of old school death metal was being void totally of having any melody whatsoever. That was sort of <laughs> the whole point yeah. of death metal. So, I mean, your opinion as a pioneer, you know, in the genre, is it quote unquote death metal when you're incorporating melodies into the music itself? Just in your opinion? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's 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 just it's an aspect of death metal. It's still, I mean, you could still have some melody and still have it be death metal. Mm. It just, it's more to me, at least what I would consider death metal. If it has melody, melody, it just has to have an edge to it or has to have a little bit of a dissident or a dark evil or sound to it. There's too many, too many death metal bands started using like, the Iron Maiden type melodies, which is great for Iron Maiden. I mean, I love Iron Maiden, but you know, for death metal, it should be a lot, a lot darker uh, kind of harmonies and stuff like that. And I think mm-hmm. uh, there, there's a whole, um, the whole bunch of bands. Like I, I love uh, At the Gates. I grew up. Um, I've been friends with uh, Thomas from At the Gates for a long time. They're a great band, but there became like a huge influx of bands 
that took what At the Gates did and made it like wimpier, you know. Sure. But still call it kind of death metal, and that I, I mean, everybody you know has their own interpretation of death metal. But for me, it's like you know, it should it, it should be about pushing the limits to make things more heavier, more darker, more you know, brutal, more evil sounding. Something it's, when it starts to get too nice, it just starts to turn into um, you know more heavy metal with just. Um, you know, maybe rougher vocals or something like that, which, you know, that's not really death metal. I mean, these days, I mean, well, these days, since the nineties, really uh, late nineties, like any music that even if they had a distorted guitar ends up becoming like metal or something like that. I mean, Creed was considered metal to some people. It's ridiculous. You know, (laughs) like just the fact you have a distorted guitar does not make you metal or it's just like just having a blast beat in your song doesn't make you a death metal band, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Well, um, well, John, you know, with, with the new release, um, where, what, what is your thoughts as far as right now being able to promote it? Because it's, you know, that that seems to be the one real negative. And, and I, <laughs> metal band, you know, you make your living on the street. You know, yeah. and it's it's got to be unbelievably tough to just. I know you're enjoying staying home, but at the same time. It's leaving a record on the shelf that a lot of people, yeah, not here. Is that fair? Well, I mean, it's the situation sucks for sure as far as uh, touring. I mean, you know, we we have we had a, some really good opportunities that we had to pass up because of, well, not pass up, but we just couldn't do that postponed. Hopefully, it'll still happen next year. But um, yeah, it it, it blows uh, that aspect of it, but. You know, there's nothing that can really be done about it at the situation. I mean, the only the only real thing to do is just try to uh, do what you can to, you know, stop the spread of the pandemic or just try to do your little part. But it's it's impossible because the world's full of so many different kind of people. And, you know, some people are going to, you know, okay, they want to, you know, work towards it. Some people don't believe there's a pandemic, whatever. You get all, you know, all these different kind of things. So, the chances of um, things turning around anytime too soon is probably um, minimal to, but, but I mean, for us, we didn't want to hold on to the album um, mm-hmm. until after the pandemic, because we would have been, you know, we were, like I told you, we already kind of started working on new material. So we didn't really want to have that, that back up like that. Plus we are in the works of a, of a kind of a retrospective release too, that we're supposed to come out with. So there's just too much material. We'd rather just get it out there. We're just hoping that, um, you know, since people are at home more because of the pandemic, maybe they'll just spend more time actually listening to our album, um, you know, hearing it from either, you know, relapse or, you know, the podcast or whatever zines we do or whatever. Mm-hmm. People could take the time to actually listen, listen to the full album because one of the problems with uh, the newer the scene these days compared to the scene where uh, we grew up as I grew up with and is that people sometimes don't listen to the album as in detail as they used to. Now with people listening to stuff on the internet, they'll listen to the first 10 seconds of, Oh, I don't like it. Okay. It's done. Or to listen mm-hmm. to it. Okay. It's good. But they're not listening. They're not, it's not like back in the day where I would buy a record or a CD and just put the whole thing in and listen to it you know, intently just really paying attention to it. But um, so I'm hoping with the pandemic, more people could be a little more focused on really understanding the album. And, um, you know, we'll, 
we're scheduling touring for 2021, but, um, you know, at this point, no one knows for sure. sure. Just, just deal with it though. You know, I mean, if we don't get to do too much touring for the album, yeah, it's a bummer, but we'll live, you know, we'll, I mean, we just want to, um, keep, you know, if I can't play music, at least I still write music with the band. Mm -hmm. So it's still, but you know, either one's fun for me, you know? Right. And, and one of the nice things too is death metal fans, especially are much more loyal when it comes to actually buying merch at a show, you know, yeah. they'll come out and buy a CD. So, you know, at least when, if, and when the, the world does open up, even if you have another record behind it, if you have them both available, more than likely people that did not pick it up, will pick it up. No. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're, we've been very fortunate. We've had a lot of great tours before this pandemic happened. And yeah, merch sales have been uh, going through the roof overall. You know, I mean, it's the fan base has been really, it's really cool. I think a lot of people really like buying uh, merchandise at shows from the bands. They feel like the money's going actually straight to the band, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, you know, I mean, it's, for us, it's fine. I mean, we have a good deal. A relapse is really great on everything like that, but a lot of bands, you know, you buy the record at the record store, you buy the record on online at the label and the band sees nothing, you know, I mean, that's not the case with us. I mean, relapse actually does give us a little bit of money for each album sold. And, um, you know, we do have our website, which actually has been doing pretty good sales. A lot of our fans have been really cool about, you know, picking up some stuff for our website to help, um, you know, cover expenses while this goes on. So, you know, it sucks, but I can't complain. I mean, we have such amazing uh, friends and followers and fans and uh, great record company and, you know, the new albums reaction has been really good. So, okay. You know, it's not perfect world, but it's pretty damn close besides the pandemic. Everything's pretty awesome. Very cool, man. Well, I'll tell you what, John, why don't we, um, to wrap this one up, why don't uh, you choose a song from the new release? Maybe tell us a quick story about it so that we can share it with the people. Uh, uh, I wasn't thinking about that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What would be a good song? Um, I, I don't know. I think um, Entrails of a Hag Queen would be a good song to um, do. That's, that's the one about um, Buddhism in uh, Bali about their um, uh, story that they have there. It's actually quite popular of a um, kind of like a, a queen that kind of got excommunicated from her village and her revenge. She, she met a witch and did, did some kind of like, you know, um, spell where she'd be able to get these heads to attack um, villager uh, women and eat their babies. So uh, it's a pretty <laughs> cool little story. I can't, there's a movie actually uh, a really uh, low budget movie about it, which is actually kind of cool. I can't, I can't think of the name of the movie now, but it's definitely worth checking out. It's really funny to watch these heads flying with just body entrails and eating these people. It's a really good, like, scene <laughs> movie, you know? But I, I like yeah. that kind of stuff. I think it's fun. But, <laughs> so anyway, Entrails of a Hag Queen is the um, song you should check out, I think. All right. Well, let's check it out right now. This is Incantation, and this is Aftershocks.
Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast. And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com. For all comments and questions, please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com. <laughs>